the audio is coming okay? Like yep. I sound okay? Because it's mm -hmm. just the mic on the iPad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. Because I have this, but and I try to use it on the laptop, but either with or without it wasn't working. So did I lose you guys? Oh, nope. no. Okay, because it was blacking out there for a second. <clears throat> oh, there it goes. The other one finally dropped. It had, it had your other. It had you in there twice, but it just finally went away. Oh right, that was the computer because I I didn't know how to use Hangout, so I just turned off my computer, <laughs> <laughs> like threw it out out the window. That's the only way I could turn it off. It's like, oh my god, the files are in the computer. <laughs> how you guys doing? Good. Good. Sleepy. Yeah. He literally just woke up. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, where are you guys located? Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville. And all right. I'm in uh, New York. Okay. Uh, whereabouts? The city? No. Uh, Schenectady. Well, Albany right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm in the city. Yeah. So it's like, it's madness here. Like, yeah. It's like mass panic. Yeah, I saw a picture of Times Square completely empty. It, it was weird. Yeah, a friend of mine lives like on 42nd, like right downtown, and she said it's like, like abandoned. It's like a, it'd be good for filmmakers. You could shoot. That's a, that's what I was saying. I was <laughs> like, I I have a friend in San Francisco, and there's their um their friend was taking pictures like how the streets are empty. I'm like, man, you should get a shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's wild. It's amazing. Okay. Um, if you want to start, we're all ready. Sorry? So if you want to start, we're ready. So. Okay, well, there was a moment there where Dylan was talking and it kind yeah, of... And then it, yeah, it did. So you caught that, too. Yeah. Um, so if that happens... Uh, what should I do? Like, I just like nod and go on, like as if um, acknowledge it during like the uh, the recording, because you're gonna actually like record it at one point, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's gonna just retry and oh. I'm guessing. Yeah, he just like. Or you could edit it out. You could edit like a section out. If it's yeah, hard. yeah. I I don't do much editing, but um. Okay, I just want to know what like the protocol is. Oh yeah, we're very laid back on this. Like, <laughs> I basically cut the uh, beginning off, so like all of this, it's usually cut off, and then I, um, I cut off any end part if like we talk after the actual podcast is over, because we do an audio version, and then I take I strip the audio from the video, and then I put that on Anchor, and then that goes to Spotify and other places. Cool. And so you have a comic book shop, both of you. We have a, a digital platform, and then we're going to start selling physical comics at some point soon. Oh, okay. Because I didn't really uh, see the link uh, to that, but I'll send it to me so I could like follow up. Yeah, it's all free right now. So uh, anyone that wants to read, like, there's like 82 comics on there now, or 81. So, yeah. Indie stuff? Yep, it's just all indie. So... That's good. I'd like to get on, on, on the ground floor of that, you know? Yeah. So, uh, there's a few that are not the greatest, but it's like indie, so. Yeah. 
is he doing? <laughs> Frozen. No, he's like restarting the computer or something. I'm gonna get some water. Okay. Ready for showtime. <laughs> yeah. I think he's like restarting his computer for some reason. Oh. No, I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I like, for me, it's like little things like this is like, like being in the entertainment business or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just kind of like it. I always get a kick out of it. Yeah, I saw your comic on Instagram. It looks awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I've been planning to do a, a new one. And I'm strategizing. Yay, I'm back. Yeah. Good thing I, yeah, this is why we record on my desktop and I use my laptop for this because my laptop just died. It was like, oh, that's what I don't like living anymore. <laughs> is that why your audio cut out for like a quick My second? audio cut out, but I also couldn't hear you guys. And then it like, I left to try to come back in. Then my, my video was doing this to me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think my uh, my my laptop had a mini stroke. So I think I think it's done. Nice. What did I miss? <laughs> um, just talking about his comic. Uh, so you guys got uh, Big Boss comic, a link to that, and then like uh, it's a yeah the one I think some Dropbox link. I forgot what it was. It like the file wasn't there anymore, so I couldn't like view it. Um, uh, I sent an updated one for to Greg. What's yeah, you? yeah. Uh, maybe I didn't see that one, but um, yeah. Then there's other links that I just didn't have time to look at, but uh, okay. Yeah. What well, did you click on the one from the email that was like a link to the book? Yeah. I, which one I clicked on. Oh, okay. It's the PDF then. Yeah, the Dropbox. Yeah, that one. The old one when I sent you the new one, but I don't know. I mean, it was this. Did you get any glimpse of this? Oh, book? I saw a picture of that, but okay. I didn't like, yeah. Okay. I'll tell you about it. You'll, you know. Yeah, that's what we're going to go over. Everything. <laughs> it's a lot of words. Yeah. <laughs> well, he reads a lot, as you can now, see. This would have put you to sleep for sure. Oh, he, uh, we both read like nonfiction, so. Uh, oh, really? You would really love it. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, all, all, all of, all of that's nonfiction. Yeah. Oh, great! I yeah. love it too. And yeah. I'm trying to write one too for us. So. Really? Uh, yeah. What's about? Uh, starting our business and then where we're going with it. That's so. Great. Yeah, it's all based off of the microwave instruction for Chinese <laughs> food. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the name of it, yeah. What is it? Uh, five on power level five. Okay. 
Are we on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause like with mine, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I never usually do like introduction things for this. Okay. I did it like once and it was like, uh, I don't know. It felt weird to me. So oh, yeah. I might. <laughs> okay. So but, we're, yeah, we're yeah. just chilling and talking. But yeah, with mine, I had two pages of working titles. Oh. Yeah. So I had tons of working titles and then subtitles. And uh, it was, all, and I worked on it like between uh, freelancing for like almost two and a half years that I was developed the writing it. And then in the end, like this title, somebody suggested it at a working uh, work, sorry, a writing meetup. And I liked it. And it was between, it was like, there's going to be making a living or it's a living, you know? And I thought it's a living kind of sounded like, like, like uh, I get no respect or, you know, like that kind of like a catchy sort of comedic line. Yeah. I went with that. Okay. And then okay. and a long ass subtitle <laughs> so that, it, you know, so people could find it in searches. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's the, that's the keywords there, though. The, go for those long tail keywords. <laughs> yeah, I researched a lot about um, the like the web, like this for design. I researched a lot and actually designed a totally different cover that I liked. You know, like just like something I had in my mind, I saw, and then it just it didn't make sense. You know, so then uh, I researched that like to make sure that I design a cover for the genre, because a lot of nonfiction have white covers mm -hmm. with big letters. And then I try to make it artistic. And uh, so I'm really proud of it. I mean, like, I don't know, it's my, uh, it, it's an accomplishment. Yeah. And hopefully okay. we'll find it useful. Uh, okay. Thanks. Where, where'd you get it printed, by the way? Because I, I don't know if you were talking about that before. Well, it's currently print on demand. And my favorite uh, production value. I just love the feeling of it is uh, the Amazon one. You know, it's got like cream interior pages, which are really nice. And then the cover has like, I chose the, the matte as opposed to glossy. And it's just like, it's a nice floppy, you know, it's like a nice feeling uh, paperback. Uh, this one, which is the hardcover, is through drive through comics. <coughs> Have you guys used uh, drive through comics? No, I, I heard of it, but uh, no. Yeah, you we, know, they uh, offer everything like hardcover like this. You could do hardcover uh, full color interior, you know, which is pretty sweet. Um, and it's evenly, like, decently priced. And then they have uh, hardcover black and white, a paperback, which is good, but it's, I believe it's automatically, like, glossy cover and white pages inside and I don't even this is white and I would prefer well for the color you need white pages but I just I don't know I prefer cream and mo the the um, the Amazon one it's like black and white interior on the on the cream paper and I, I think it looks great I just really love it uh, whilst the Kindle is in full color so and then I'm planning to record a, an audiobook Oh, that's cool. Nice. People that don't like reading. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's me. <laughs> I like reading. It's more just like I can listen to audiobooks on the way to like work. So, yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, so the printing right now, it's just been through Amazon print on demand and drive through comics, which, you know, it's pretty good. And then they have, they offer like a PDF download and it's been selling pretty decently just on drive through comics. I have like a little ad that, that uh, they run and, and you know, it's a smaller audience, I guess, than Amazon, but I think it's easier to reach. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy that's on our website. Um, and he keeps saying to me, he's like, I, I don't want to sell my uh, book on Amazon anymore because, like, nobody's buying it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, you have to build a fan base first. So, yeah, uh, that's why that's one of the reasons that we uh, switched all of the comics on our website to free. So yeah. we're going to help everybody build their fan bases up because another person that's on our platforms like well technically everything should be free right now anyway not because of the virus but that was one of the reasons uh because like you have to build up a fan base before you can like actually get money so yeah because uh, uh, actually just before i just this morning i made uh like a five-day uh, free kindle uh thing on you know on amazon you know how you could go in and do like a promotion uh -huh. So I just clicked this to be free starting like tonight at midnight uh, up until the end of Friday. And then same with like the two big boss graphic novels. And then I'm going to just share it on uh, social media, you know, whoever is bored. Yeah. Did you ever do like Facebook ads for that? Or anything? I did. Um, the Facebook ads. I didn't spend too much because I don't like spending money before I make it. And it's really, it's like a constant battle for me because I, I don't like doing, because it's a living. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I need to justify the expense. And, and I ran, I mean, I ran one that I think right when I launched it for $75 and it went like, like that, like it just like, the money, like just all the clicks like happened and I didn't really get a lot of conversion. Uh, most of the sales were like direct, you know, like that I messaged or I shared it in a group. Um, so that was, and I, and initially I didn't check on the demographics, but then more recently I ran uh, an Instagram ad and that gave me really interesting insights because they have a thing insights, you know, mm -hmm. and Long story short, my demographic is uh, young ladies between the ages of 13 to 17. In yeah, books, books in general, nonfiction books um, are primarily, well, books in general bought by, by women. Uh, the, the only weird uh, like statistical overlap is when it comes to nonfiction books, um, men start to buy more books again, but I think women still buy more books overall, even in the nonfiction section, just like that. It's like, oh, it's like oh, oh, do we lose me again? Uh, back now. So oh. you said, uh, statistically, I was saying that women buy more books in general, and but when it comes to nonfiction books, uh, men men buy more. They don't buy more books than women, but they buy more books than uh, you know they would if it was nonfiction or if it was fictional. Right, because they read more uh, like self help stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, women uh, don't like to help themselves. <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, they they still do. It's just because uh, like women. Um, well, I just I just meant like uh, any nonfiction books. But yeah, but women in general are the ones that spend spend most of the money when it, when something's bought online. Like if you want to, like even because um, I was doing marketing for uh, a fitness center in upstate New York, and uh, I did research through another marketing company that like focuses on only um, fitness companies. And they, they were like, you know, it, it, you don't even want to waste your money trying to target men. Just target women because most of the time they're the ones that are going to buy. And even if a guy comes, it's probably like the boyfriend or husband and they're dragging them with them. Yeah, yeah it's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. interesting. Well, I mean, this demographic that I discovered, I think it was maybe uh, the you know, the thumbnail of the drawing of the girl on the book, you know, that might have attracted them. Um, but yeah, I would imagine that a lot of uh, women, maybe young women would buy them for their boyfriend, like that shows interest in being a freelancer or an artist. They go, oh, this, he might like this for his birthday's coming up or something like that, you know? Women yeah. are more thoughtful in general. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, so yes, usually... That's what I discovered. I think to yeah. answer your question, uh, that was fascinating, and I've been trying to uh, research and strategize um, how to market. Uh, and I've been looking up like if I should get be uh, present on TikTok, for example, which is a younger demographic. But then I don't, you know, I'm an older gentleman, and uh, I don't want to seem like creepy, you know. Uh, but then again, I, anything I would post, it would be towards the book. So yeah. it's not like I'm trying to do, uh, I don't I don't know, I don't know what the hell they do there. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like try to do their weird contest. You can just do like a weird dance and hold the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we usually start episodes like saying the episode title. Uh, we never introduce ourselves. I don't know why. That's probably like a thing we should change because some guy actually asked me that was on our podcast. He's like, you guys don't ever introduce yourselves and yeah. you guys aren't like Joe Rogan status. So like people don't know who you are. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. So I uh, like, actually, it's very comfortable hanging out with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's more, uh, I, I, there was, there's a fun show in New York. It's called the uh, comic book club live. And they, they, recorded it's an audio uh podcast but they recorded in front of kind of a studio audience so there's like you know there's people like sitting in in like uh you know like it's a little stage and they you they bring you out uh they introduce you you get a mic and then they bring you out like from the curtain you know like like johnny carson and stuff and it that's cool it's like more yeah. showy you know and then that's cool i'm definitely like i'm conscious because you know, uh, I don't, I can't be finicky, uh, fidgety, sorry, because people are watching. So I have to pretend that it's like somebody's watching a TV show, you know? Yeah. But this, I can uh, scratch my nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh... Oh my God, don't touch your face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I touch my own face. Um. Yeah, I saw a podcast, but it was in like video form too. Uh, that was on YouTube, and the comedian Bo Burnham was on there. I don't know if you watch any stand-up comedy. I, don't, yeah. I watch a lot of comedy, but I don't know him. Yeah, 
uh, <laughs> um, he's like a performance based art, uh, yeah. a comedian where like he has a, um, pre like the whole thing's pre-scripted. It doesn't, he doesn't very, doesn't do a lot of, um, what's it called? Like free flow or playing off the audience. And it's, it's very, uh, elaborate. Like he'll, like he'll play music. He'll have light shows. Like he'll have a bunch of random stuff for his thing. Cool. Yeah, he goes, he goes, um, so he goes from like song to like a poem. So, oh. it, yeah, so it goes from like him playing on the keyboard, like, dang, 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 and then it goes to like him, like, okay, now I'm gonna read some poems. <laughs> I saw a rainbow on the day of my aunt's funeral, fucking lesbian, and then he just like <laughs> he just like hits some chimes or whatever, and then he goes back and does like another thing. Oh yeah, that sounds like that Dimitri uh, Martin. Dimitri Martin. Yeah, <laughs> very. Uh, I don't even know what. It's like physical. Is. Like you have to like kind of watch it because like he yeah. does it on like an easel or whatever. Yeah. Or certain things like pie chart. I think, actually, I think I, yeah, I think I saw him with my dad in Albany. My Which, alarm's the, gone off. The Dimitri guy. Yeah, yeah, Dimitri Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Well. One guy I watch all the time, if we're like going off topic, is uh, Norm Macdonald. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen him in forever, yeah, but he's funny. Yeah, I mean, I read his book too. He's If you like nonfiction, you, I think you'll laugh out loud uh, reading his memoir. Let's <laughs> put it on my list. Please. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, based on a true story, not a memoir. <laughs> <laughs> Norm Macdonald based on a true story. Yeah, not a memoir. It was originally called a memoir, but then people actually, when they read it, they were confused because it was actually not a memoir. Like yeah, literally, yeah, it's like, yeah, based on a true, like, that's the whole title, uh, based on a true story, not a memoir. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It's, it's, oh, it's so good. It's got, like, his moth joke in there, you know, and it's got... Uh, I don't know. I just love him because uh, I'm from Ottawa mostly. Like I grew up in Ottawa, and he's Canadian, and and maybe that's why I like his humor. Yeah, it's Every time I see him, the first joke I think of is was Billy Madison. It's like, what's today? And he's like October. He's <laughs> 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 like, no, it's Nudie Magazine Day. <laughs> uh. Oh, Billy, you're going to love this. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a movie I got to watch again. Yeah. I just saw uh, Uncut Gems because I caught up on all the movies that I didn't see last year. Uh, you could rent them on YouTube, which I did not know. I, um, I lived under a rock, apparently. So uh, I watched Uncut Gems, which was actually really good. Um, not, not as funny, I hear. No, it's uh, very serious, and uh, he's good in like drama roles. It's like yeah. some people like bash him just because like he has that one character that Adam Sandler always does. He's like that, but yeah, he he does other stuff. So um, I heard it was yeah. good. I just it looked too intense for me. I like yeah. I have to be in a special mood to handle a film like that. You know. Yeah, I guess the two guys because he was on Jimmy Fallon or something I saw on YouTube. And uh, he was uh, two of the guys that are like the people that are going after him to get the money from him. 
for like a bookie or whatever. Um, they are actually like not actors. They yeah. act in the movie. They're not like they weren't hired on as like they they weren't like Hollywood actors until that movie. They yeah. were just yeah brought into the movie. So like when they actually choked him, he was being choked. <laughs> yeah, he said that. He's like, yeah, he, they actually were like choking me out in the car. Uh, <laughs> right. Like, oh. Yeah, it looked good. I mean, I might come around to it. I've been interested in watching those filmmakers' movies. Um, that one they did an earlier one with uh, Patterson or something. Uh, you know that guy from uh, Twilight. That no, that's gonna be Batman. No, Robert Patterson. Robert yeah. Patterson, and it, they look interesting. That they they just look like a little grimy for you know my aesthetic, you know. But I have to, like I said, I have to be in the right mood because I like I like intellectual things. I like things like uh, Drive, you know. I don't You've think seen I saw Drive that. with uh, 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 Ryan Gosling. No. No. I've yeah, heard of it. it. I know I've heard of it. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a, it's a slow burn, but it's and it's ultra violent in a way too, which which you don't sense it when you first watch it, but it is. It's that's a good one uh, that I like, uh, but I just you know I have to get into the mood for. Yeah, I uh, also watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which, oh yeah, uh, that that's really good, <laughs> and I like Quentin Tarantino. So um. yeah, I mean I had mixed feelings when I first saw it. And then recently I watched uh, another review of it that said, although it agreed that it was self-indulgent, uh, the reviewer felt like there were a lot of, uh, uh, there was a lot of commentary about not only his career in terms of like where the movie industry is, uh, but, uh, but ev you know, everybody's career, I think there was like, cause he's at the, he's at the end of that generation of, mo you know, movie makers that, that blossomed in the nineties, you know? Uh, and then now there's like a new generation uh, surfacing. So I don't, I mean, I definitely want to watch it again, but there were some things that it just like, there were no payoffs, you know, like, like that whole scene where they're at the ranch and nothing happens. And then the guy, you know, gets back on the horse, you know, you think, Oh, there's going to be a conflict when this yeah. guy rides back in. And the guy, you know, uh, Brad Pitt just drives up. Yeah, I thought um, when he went into the house, I thought the guy was actually going to be dead because it was like the weird hippies of like Tr Charles Manson. So like he thought like they actually like killed the guy or something. So, but yeah. right, Man. that was like the the parallels they were saying too that all the the the, the cameoed actors are old school guys, you know from. A prior generation too so it's like you know the old generation i think like this is uh you know the brad pitt and leonardo characters were kind of like almost like the middle generation where they're they're pretty much over the hill almost you know and they they have to transition to those old guys in like you know way supporting cameo roles you know yeah and i uh even though I was watching the movie and paying attention, I didn't know that the three like people that went to go like try to murder people at the end, I I didn't know they actually went to the wrong house until like I remembered like the Charles Manson, the dude that was playing him, actually went to Margot Robbie's house, like the one that she was at, 
and that was the house they were supposed to go to, but they went yep. to Leonardo's house instead. So I was like, oh, huh. well, yeah, because it's yeah. all that's all fiction. That never happened. Like, yeah, never happened. So yeah, my un- yeah, my uncle said that uh, yesterday. He- he's like, uh, yeah, um, what actually happened was Charles Manson killed people, but it was actually at the person like Terry's house that like he actually went to, not other house but they did that for the movie and i was like oh i didn't know that oh yeah but that yeah. was another thing that when i was first watching the theater i thought most people don't know any of this history yeah you know so i felt like it i think the filmmaker was assuming that moviegoers knew that history I, and i i know a little bit about it but i don't know the details of those murders yeah i didn't so most people, one, even if they know about uh, Charles Manson and, and, you know, Sharon Tate, they don't know enough, you know, and then uh, and then some people never even heard of Manson, you know, like any like a, a millennial, oh, has, you know, so th- everything is new to them and they just don't get anything They They have to reach for things to like in their movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what got you into filmmaking? Because I know that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I've made a couple of shorts. Uh, and then I used to do art, artsy movies. Like uh, back in Canada, I used to do more paintings. Like when I first started, I, I was self-publishing. I had a small, uh, small press, which is like uh, digital uh, books I was printing uh, and manufacturing. And then the... And then I was painting, uh, and I would record my work in progress and, and put it on YouTube. But that was like, I think back then, nobody was even considering uh, YouTube presence or even marketing or anything like that. So I was just like plopping it up there um, without any uh, consciousness about like, you know, what direction. I was trying yeah. <laughs> um, And then I uh, produced the graphic novel that was a mini series originally and uh and then i worked with the the script writer of it um and then we decided to make a short live action film uh, of a of a backup story that i wrote so uh so yeah so we did that and then we shot that in las vegas a few years ago and it was a fun process and then uh, when I moved to New York, I directed a short live action film as part of uh, a 48 hour film festival. And that was a really fun experience. And then I've been, I wrote two feature screenplays uh, during that time. And, you know, I'm kind of moving in that direction, of maybe uh, doing a feature or another short film. And I'm just uh, this this year. I'm kind of uh, putting things in, in in motion. I'm I also have plans to do a comic, and I'm not sure if uh, uh, the the best strategy to publish the comic and uh, and and then if it's related to one of the the scripts that I wrote, then to try to simultaneously pitch the other while I'm doing that. So. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, in any case, I think I generally want to do a, a new project uh, this year 
want to start a new project and uh, focus on building an audience. Yeah, that's good. Uh, well, now's a good time because everyone's on their computer. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. It's a good time. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, this year I had a whole plan of what we were going to do. Uh, it was going to be April 6th, our original Kickstarter, uh, the second one, was going to launch. And it was for a video game, which is all indie stuff. So it's indie film, uh, indie art, indie comics. Like, just the, the indie comic part, it's based off of our comic universe. But we also are going to, like, guerrilla market the shit out of it. So we have like billboards in it and we're going to just put like people that are on our platform, like New Leaf Comics and uh, oh, that's cool. yeah, so we're going to like put that in there, uh, music posters and stuff that are just indie uh, musicians. And we have a radio that would have indie music on it. So uh, our developer, my friend Scott, he was too busy with his full time job, uh, which is a building supervisor at a school so he had a, he said that last weekend he had a clean thursday to sunday 6 30 a.m to 8 p.m each day he had a clean wow. and and i was like i'm surprised the school isn't shut down he's like oh no it is i was like oh, okay <laughs> yeah they're having him sanitize it yeah so he like sanitized everything and uh they'll destroy it when they finally, finally go back but um hmm. so he's like yeah i didn't have time to like finish the demo which was going to be like the main reward for the kickstarter so i was like oh well i don't want to rush it so right. i guess we'll postpone that until like september which was supposed to be our other kickstarter of the year oh jeez. so i might do a comic kickstarter like may or june depending on like if i have the money to pay an artist around this time mm -hmm. and then yeah that's how it's going to work now since this whole virus thing messed everything up. Yeah, I feel like uh, people are tightening their belts now. Like, because they don't know how long it's going to go. I'm not sure, right? I'm a little lucky right now because, like, I have uh, a couple of big projects, but those are going to finish uh, soon. And then we'll see. Um, we'll see. But if anything, I think people are moving to online, so that's good. Um, yeah. Hard for comic shops. Um, I don't know, and I think I would imagine young adults and kids would still spend money on uh, comics online and entertainment mm -hmm. because that's what I did when I was a kid. I like all my money was spent on that because parents <laughs> paid everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's why it's funny when some people are like, why would I want to like read a digital comic? I'm like, because you, maybe you can't go outside. And I can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. To fight the viruses, that's how, that's why. <clears throat> I think one thing I haven't considered is uh, like students, they also have loans, you know, so they're living off loans and they're just like, you know, they have, and they got credit cards because I'm trying to remember now when I was a student, <laughs> you know, I had loans, I had money saved from like part time work and I, I had credit cards. I had the best credit because nobody like, you know, I was just born into the world, <laughs> you know, 
uh, well, they just, you know, you have a big label that's like young sucker, you know? So, uh, so yeah, so they have all this, you know, and then they, they don't, nobody thinks beyond like, you know, next spring, you know, like yeah. when you're young. <laughs> so some don't think beyond this spring there's some people down in florida right now partying on because they're like it's my spring break i saw that. those guys are idiots yeah um, but i mean I, they were idiots before this but, but, but we've been planning it for like a month <laughs> right right i saw that i saw those videos i mean god bless them i hope they're probably, they're they're probably the same people that are hoarding the toilet paper I doubt <laughs> they're building thrones with it. <laughs> but I find that aspect of of this panic um, kind of sad because I feel like this is like it's like society boiled down, you know, to like this is what we're really worried about is like yeah, like you know, not having enough toilet paper. <laughs> you know, that's what it boils down to. I mean. I, I think that's like uh, not enough foresight, you know. No, I, I think it's, I think it's mostly just media driven. Like, what one of the big things that happened recently, my cousin was telling me about this, was that some banks might actually get shut down because of the quantity of people taking out six figures out of their bank account. Now, think about that. That means that they're intelligent enough to have earned and saved six figures. But dumb enough to think that they should pull it out of a bank when right now people are stocking up on food and guns. Because I'll tell you this, <laughs> if they take your money out of your house, the government doesn't cover that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. right? But that's the thing. It's, a, it's very media driven because, you, you know, obviously one person might have gone, oh, I should take some money out of the bank just in case. And then all of a sudden the media is like, hey, everybody's doing this. And then all the all of a sudden everyone starts doing it like the same with the grocery stores like pe people are stocking up like it's going to be a tsunami and you're not going to have access to the grocery store right it's a, it's a pandemic trucks can still drive during pandemics it's, right. it's they still work like, pandemics don't fight gasoline or engines or trucks or you know blacktop or food yeah <laughs> so so there's that's basically like the the main thing is that um a lot of, a lot of it was fear driven by the you know media so that they can get their clicks so that's why people like because there's zero reason to go collect toilet paper like they're like people were killing each other over it and and yet like i would go to the store the toilet paper would be gone but the canned foods were stocked sky high right like that's yeah. not foresight so it's it's that's why it's it's just illogical fear and then somebody was like, don't forget toilet paper. And they're like, ah, toilet paper. I forgot about toilet paper. And they forgot about food too, but yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's just a bunch of people that are really scared. And then the media points at something and they all just run like, you know, chickens with their heads cut off. Just, you know, I guess without, without the head. <laughs> yeah, my grocery store uh, was, some of the cans were gone. I had trouble finding like, you know, the usual size of rice that I buy. Uh, and then almost all the pasta was gone. I was like, come on, you know, like, I mean, that's bad. It's like, you can't just carbs, you know, like everybody's gonna fatten up. 
Well, know? think about it. They got fat enough to survive this long winter. Oh got, a, got a car, carb overload. <laughs> Get, getting ready for the hibernation. And, and pasta sucks. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, people. Yeah, I wasn't buying pasta because, like, I'm trying to buy, buy, like, more meat and stuff. But, like, I went over to the meat section and there was some weird types of steak that I've never heard of. Not flank, but there was, like, just weird thing, types of, like, cuts and stuff. And then the only actual meat that was, like, still there was grass-fed beef. That was it. And I was like, what? <laughs> Like chicken yeah. was gone. It was gone. I was about, I was about to say, like, I was if I was like a if I worked for a grocery store or if I worked for a food distributor, I would be going to every store because like I was looking at some of the aisles. Like you go into the ice cream section, and there's like three sections missing, and then all the other ice cream is still there. And you're like, oh, like now we know which ones to you know market because like these are the only ones that when people think the world's gonna end they're like i better get my snickerdoodle and it's like <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> yeah i would imagine it's probably like the you know the bears like the cheap stuff or like uh ben and jerry's that are on sale you know ben and jerry's is actually like super cheap right now i just yeah. saw that yeah I'm, I'm not gonna buy it uh but it... maybe just one <laughs> well, <they're laughs> I went from like four sixty something, whatever it usually is, and it's like two ninety nine. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. So. Well, if you're trying to avoid a cold, you don't yeah. freaking yeah. load up on sugar. That's like that's gonna bring your immunity <laughs> down. People are, anyway, whatever. You know, I'm trying to do my best, like diet wise, and I actually did take a walk uh, yesterday in the park, and people are desperate for like human contact. You know. Um, one person said hey and i said hi back and that was very fulfilling you saw them <laughs> skip away <laughs> and then there were fans and stuff like uh i might go today but i think like uh the governor is actually recommending that people stay in it's like a ban you know yeah, there's the curfew. Yeah, Emperor Cuomo is doing a pretty good job <laughs> making sure that all his people are staying right where he wants them to be. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's fascinating. It's almost like it's almost like like a 1984-ish sort of. Now I get that reference. Hmm? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this this mother, you know. Oh, beeper over here. I, I couldn't believe it. I was making a reference one day and I was like, have you not read 1984? And don't get me wrong, like I haven't even read the whole book, but like I know all of the concepts from the book because we were forced to read it in class. And he was like, no, no, we never read it. I'm like, that's like the one book, like some people read Catcher in the Rise, some people read The Grapes of Wrath, but everyone reads 1984. How did your school like just skip that one? Like like that's that's what almost every major movie that has some big governmental organization in it is based on like the matrix a huge chunk of that is based on that concept right yeah, like, yeah. but no exactly like that's 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 the i oh yeah actually i even i bought a physical version of that book somewhere i forgot where i put it but i picked up a physical version too because i wanted to read through it because that's what I, I, you're, you're right though that's what i was thinking of when all this stuff's going down um, I was I was actually listening to Joe Rogan recently. Like he's not like an expert in anything, but it's just the fact that he's he 
he says what a lot of people think in unique ways to make you think in unique ways, right? And he was talking about the fact that, you know, like these government officials have never dealt with something like this. So it's impossible to actually know what the right thing to do is. But the issue is that a lot of them are doing things knowing that they have to run an election again later and they need to stay in there so they don't want people mad at them. And so the issue is they're doing a lot of stuff that they think the majority of the people will like, whether or not it's necessarily a good idea or not. So like it's good for people to social distance, but it's not good to quarantine people because guess what? If everyone loses their job and they have children, guess what's gonna happen? Those children aren't gonna eat and more people aren't gonna be in good positions, right? Like they don't, they're not like, they're not thinking a lot of this through. Like I, um, you know, so it's, it is pretty interesting like how they went full government takeover <clears throat> kind of thing like overnight and people are just like yeah this makes sense and i'm like am i the only one who's read that book maybe <laughs> it's like yeah this makes sense restrict our freedoms well like my because my big thing is like i totally understand like why people are freaking out i understand something has to be done but i think the way they're doing it the way that they're restricting things like i think that they should have done it much closer to the you know don't smoke you know campaigns that the government runs because the whole concept is to inform the public to know what the right decision is so that they will intelligently make it. Because the, if, if, given, if given information, I believe most people know what to do with it more often than not. There'll always be that kid that goes down to Florida or that lives in Florida or is just a person in Florida that is gonna do something stupid. But outside of that, like usually people can handle themselves. And so like, it, by, like yeah, yeah, like there's obviously like there's 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 levels to which, you know, you have to be careful, but the way that they did it is it's one of those things where I, I, I laugh about stuff like this because no matter what side you agree on, this particular concept made me laugh the other day. There's a lot of people on the left that are like, Donald Trump is bad and we shouldn't have guns. And then it's like you realize that if you say both of those things you mean that the bad man should come take your guns. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you're not thinking all the way through because he's not always going to be the one there, right? It could be somebody worse if you don't like him, you know, right? Or, or you know, it could just be somebody who does something different, right? And so it's like, it's the same concept with this. Like, people are like, yeah, it's cool that they completely shut everything down. And it's like, it's kind of terrifying that they can, right? Like, <laughs> Right. That, that's a great point you make. Yeah, yeah. because I, I'm very much for, uh, what is it? I think it's Ben Franklin's quote. Um, if you give up freedom for security, you will get neither and deserve neither. Mm, yeah. Yeah, where I'd much rather have the freedom knowing a lot of bad stuff can happen because in the long run, the less freedom you have, I like like the, 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 um, the, uh, the correlation I do for this is like literally Hitler before he uh, killed millions of people fixed plumbing fixed streets um fixed buildings right he was doing positive things and then suddenly he murdered six million people right like so it j just because you think this path might look good like you need to see history and the fact that this the way it's done is much more important than what is done mm. yeah uh yeah uh i don't know man
I'm just trying to live, you know? Yeah, just deep philosophical thoughts yeah. for this for this comic book podcast. <laughs> <laughs>